Hello, hello to all. Welcome to, uh, to our new episode in our Dream to Rise podcast. And we have a special guest who is very close, very close to me. Uh, he is a happy, happily married man with a seven or eight year old son now. Seven. Almost. Huh? He will be seven on Monday. Ah, yeah. seven, seven on Monday. On Monday. Oh, seven on Monday. And well, you know what? He used to be the managing director from from his previous job, and was the number one multi-billion-dollar market leader in three separate industries. Now, he is the CEO and founder of his own business, the Impact Mastery Blueprint. He is making so much impact to a lot of people, especially to those who are starting their business, including me. And that's why I'm so grateful for having him in my journey as an entrepreneur. And uh, without further ado, let me let us welcome James Hilliard. Welcome, James. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm so happy to help you and to share a message with some people. Maybe we can we can make an impact with some people. It will only take one set of ears to hear the right words, and that will be enough for both of us to smile tonight and sleep soundly. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, yes. So for those, uh, it was just a brief introduction which I made. Now, is it would it be okay if you could share us something about yourself uh, that brought you to where you are right now? Probably share your story. Uh, I can share a brief. You know, I, I've been around a long time, so <laughs> it's going to yeah, take me a long you. time to tell. Yeah, it, the, the truth is there, there's lots of facets to the story and it changed and it's changing so much all the time. And I, I actually learned to appreciate the journey more. And I used to judge myself so terribly and so hard on myself all the way through my teenage years and 20s and 30s, even, even way up to I was late 30s before I suddenly, I, I, I think I grew up at 27, 28 is when I became a bit of an adult. Most people become an adult younger than that, but it took me a long time. Um, I was still doing all kinds of crazy before then. And so the, the short story is I grew up in uh, the south of the UK, um, in, incredible upbringing, didn't want for anything, uh, was, was very uh, privileged from that perspective. I uh, went to a little, tiny little village comprehensive school and uh, struggled. <laughs> I think the, the best thing to tell people about this message is I, I was your archetypal B, C, D, E grade student. I, I, I was not straight A's. I really didn't want to be there. And, and it went on all the way through my education, right up to the point of, you know, I, I have my degree, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a first. I have a second class degree, not a first class degree, because I was, I was pretty apathetic to education and, and the traditional education models, which is why I'm so interested in helping people differently now. Uh, but the, yeah, the story is exactly as you said, you know, I, I went from being told in all those educational establishments, you'll be nothing. You'll never amount to anything. You're, you're always messing around. You're the class comedian. You're distracting everybody. You're not paying attention. You should just get your head down and work. And, and I didn't see it that way. Um, and so I, I was only ever happy sweating on the sports field. I didn't like classrooms. I didn't want to be in classrooms. And what I know about neurodivergence now and attention deficit and all of these uh, acronyms and names that we, we are able then to now identify for behavioral and societal issue is, uh, is clear to me that there was definitely some neurodivergence going on there. And that's why I didn't wanna be in those environments. But I wanna, I wanna share that because if you are listening to this, uh, that should not ever be a limitation that you were not an A-grade student, that you didn't get a first-class degree, or that you didn't get a degree at all. You know, th that should not be a limitation. Most of the truly wealthy billionaires did not finish school. It's not a marker for your success. And so don't hold that against you. And then I think um, you mentioned at the beginning, and you know, a lot of what you said is true, which is nice. Um, I was able to, to navigate through communication really and being a good communicator at all levels of organizations to learn sales and marketing and product skills that got me into positions of leadership and I, and I think that was a transference of information from the sports field where I was a captain 
of rugby teams and football teams and athletics teams. Uh, I was the captain. So I'd learned that skill of leadership on the sports field when all my teachers were telling me, you're never going to make it. So they didn't make the connection, but I, it's never lost on me that it was my sports teachers and the people who served my personal preferences and my personal interests that gave me the leg up. So that when I was serious about my work, after the age of about 28 years old, I was able to climb ladders real quick and find myself in positions of great fortune, managing teams of five, 10, 15, and eventually 300, 400, 1,000 people. And you have these incredible experiences, but, but uh, it, it wasn't all what I thought it was gonna be. And so uh, the, the short story is that. Great fun and learned a lot, awful lot of knowledge and experience in everything I just told you, whether it was at school or at work. But none of it, um, as you and I have talked about at length, uh, gave me the joy. The ha- I, I say none of it. I mean, it got me to the point where I didn't experience enough joy, enough meaning, enough fulfillment, enough happiness, pleasure. You know, that was what was missing. And this is con- this is frequent too. I'm, g- I'm gonna pause and let you ask me another question in a second. But I think for anybody listening, no matter where you came from, it's really important to know that you your journey is just to keep growing. Your journey is to understand that the more you can inject joy into your days, more meaning, create more impact, have more fulfillment and just do progress, the more you'll, you'll feel better, you'll feel good. And it's taken me an awful long time to find that. Um, so I, I think, yes, managing director of a $100 million company. At one point, I was ca- I was catering for $700 million worth of service. And, and, it, and it, it didn't fluster me at all. I just carried, I just, I didn't think, I just did it. And, and had huge amount of support from lots of really talented A-grade students who were very, very smart and could do things that I was unable to do. And so I surrounded myself with those teams and they, they just did incredible things. To the, to the point where the last thing I've achieved as I came out of corporate life was to, to save an entire industry $400 million in cash. That was the saving. And because that, that product is based on artificial intelligence and machine learning, that number will only grow. It will never go smaller. So not only did I save them $400 million as of 2020, it will keep going up. So I could one day say I saved an industry a billion dollars. And I think it all became monopoly money to me. And that's why I stepped away to to manifest my own dreams and to do my own thing, to, to pour some fuel on my fire, the fire that was inside me. And that was all about helping people. It wasn't about climbing ladders and letting my ego run the show, which is exactly what happened inside the containers. Yeah. So you were not able to experience that real meaning while you were doing that job. Yeah. Happiness. For me, no, I, I, I got more and more miserable. The more money I made, the more planes I flew on, the more boardrooms I sat in, the more times I spent sitting with the CEO discussing whether something could be done in the shortest time frame possible, the, the more nauseating I found it and the less meaning I found with all of that work. And it was time for me to, to step away and, and run my own mission instead of being on somebody else's. That was the key thing. So how did you discover creating this uh, Impact Master Group? Well, that, that's a great question, and it's not as long as my first answer. <laughs> so, I always knew I, I I always knew that teaching was my thing. I'm quite a good teacher, and I, I, I know that I have the name coach to you, but I like to think I'm a better teacher to you than I am a coach. And so, a lot of what I do is is more teaching and training than it is coaching. I think that's my natural skill set. Um, but the truth is. What got me successful in anything I ever did was making fast decisions and persistence. And so you you sometimes hear this described as drive and perseverance. And we got to the end of 2018 as a family. Um, My son is is disabled, and I I think you you know that. And 
I, I was losing contact with him. So it's four years ago, uh, less than four years ago. And I'd see him no more than one hour in every day, 30 minutes maybe in the morning. If I was lucky, it wasn't every day, 30 minutes in the evening, if I was lucky and it wasn't every day. Because I was at business dinners and I was on planes and I was living in hotels and I was in New York and LA and Seattle and Denver. And I was in all these cities all across the US and, and I didn't get to see my son growing up and I was losing touch with him. So at the end of 2018, I just made a decision. This is it. It's time for me to step away. I've got lots of knowledge and experience. I've met some great people, but it's time for me to do my thing. And so I didn't do it as a knee jerk reaction. All I did was cheers my big wine glass with my father-in-law and my wife, just to say in 2019, I will leave corporate life. It was just a decision. And, and it was a, not a snap decision. It had been going on for many months to make get to that point. And, and then it took another six months to execute a plan, which involved me hiring a coach. There's a top tip for everybody. If you're trying to execute something that you've never done before, please invest in a coach. Find somebody who can walk alongside you, not, beh not behind you, not in front of you. You want them to hold your hand and help you. Um, and I, I found Denise Palmasano. If you ever get to chance to be coached by Denise, it would be a wonderful experience for you. She does retreats and other things now. And we were, we were actually talking yesterday. But she's, a, she's a, a, my, one of my angels in my life in that she really got me. And so I spent six months working with her at the beginning of 19 through to about middle of 2019 to the point I left my job. And I didn't just do that as I quit my job and walk out. Um, I had to I had to know what am I going to do? And I knew it was going to be either consulting in where my expertise was or coaching and training and teaching. And so that's what that's what happened in the course of 2019. But I want to emphasize to people listening, it, it wasn't fast. Now, I, I think most people can do this process in six months now that I've done it in eight. But I don't want you to feel like you have to quit your job to go and manifest your dream. You don't have to do it that way. Um, you should have stability in your income. You don't want to sacrifice your financial stability, uh, but you do want to be making progress, which means you're having to take action outside of your job. And, and that's what I was doing with Denise. She was my anchor. She was coaching me on changing what was going on inside my head, what I thought about, as well as giving me guidance on how to take my knowledge and experience and turn it into a business. Now, she wasn't a business coach. She was very much what you do, Cynthia. She was a life strategist, very much focused on how do I execute the life, the incredible life I want. And we went through six months of coaching, 24 sessions, uh, first time around. We had a break for about three months. And then when I left, I hired her again. So the real answer is, uh, how did I get to the Impact Mastery Blueprint? I then went back to Denise to give me clarity on my ideas. So I would test my ideas with her. And then I, alongside Denise, I was hiring business coaches, people who had already done what I wanted to do, who built online courses, they taught programs. And, and so that was the, the transition for me. But, it, but I want everybody to hear that, that it, it didn't just happen. Um, and, and what I'm about to tell you may shock you. I didn't make any money for another year. I left my job and then didn't make any money for a year. But because I had a really robust plan, most people will be thinking, listening to this, I couldn't do that. If your plan is right, you'll have six months to 12 months of runway in which you can do the same. And you can live free working on your mission. Um, and if you do it even better than I did it, which I can now show with you, share with you how to do it, um, you could, you could be having just the best year of your life ever and you'd never be going back to work for anybody else. So, and, and, that, and that's where the name came from. Master, I was mastering my own impact and, how, and that's how the name came up, is that this is, this is impact mastery, people mastering their own impact. And I created a blueprint uh, in version one, if you like, of what I do, which was to, to leverage social media and digital platforms to reach people so that you could help people online. And I think version two is is much broader than that and uh, is, is online and offline. The pandemic is over and uh, there are lots of opportunities for you to build your businesses face to face as they are online. I hope that was a good answer for you. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. But, but 
it is because of your purpose. You started with an objective, a purpose that you value so much, and that is your family. Mm-hmm. And that pushed you really to make that uh, decision of, well, a, a process because that's where you're heading to. And that is to have yeah. a close family. And especially during that time, it's still the um, the, the basic foundation um, of, of your son is developing. I mean, he needs the father figure and mm-hmm. uh, Jules get, will, will not be able to to do that yeah. by herself. And yeah. that pushed, that really pushed you. And uh, when you mentioned about the strategy of, hey, six months, it took you six months to prepare yourself. That's what I did also. When I uh, planned to retire, I, before I retired, I mean, it's like a six-month period that I have to attend the pre-retirement seminar twice. I even attended that to prepare me a lot of documents and information that I have to to um, to know. And then build your, I think, what, what you taught us before, the spreadsheet, the income, and then your expenses, yeah. and then see if you'll be able to make it for yeah. that next yeah, and, and, and be, be okay with not knowing a lot of people get uncomfortable with not being able to see the end mm-hmm. and so we you and i don't know wh- where we will end up mm-hmm. but we've taken the steps the, pr- the progress and the journey is actually much more enjoyable so a lot of people don't take action so if you're listening right now and you just heard what cynthia and i talked about think about where you were in january 1st this year and were you trying to manifest something and now, how far have you got on your process? Because now we're nearly six months along. Did you execute for your pre-retirement planning? Did you execute a financial plan for your exit from your job? Did you execute the projects? Or did you decide that your life circumstances were too, start, too, too tough for you, so you didn't? And you blamed money and family and illness and all manner of other external factors for why you didn't make progress. And and that may irk some of you, but the the thing is it irks you because it's true if you didn't make progress. And then some of you made some progress, so congratulations to you, but your, your job is not to compare yourself to anybody else, it's your race. So if you, if you made some progress in the last six months, but you're not where you needed to be, then all, all should, today should be is just your igniter fluid to go faster. And, and, and if you're listening and you're not engaged with Cynthia as a coach, then she can help you go faster. I know that. So that, that would be a, a recommendation for how you move quickly. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, most people get overwhelmed or, or, or don't want to put their lives on hold for six months where they try and build something and then, then the big fear comes up. We fear that we won't win. We fear we'll fail. And that's a, a huge trap to fall in. And, you know, sadly, a lot of people fall into it. And it's more about who they hang out with than actually them. Because inside, they know they're a winner. In fact, you're listening to this. I'm telling you, you're a winner. It's inside you. <laughs> we were, both Cynthia and I could get you in a room for half an hour. We'd build you up to a winner. And it wouldn't take long before you were fired up enough to know you should be manifesting your dream. Yes. And and it's only because you're surrounding yourself with people that that don't have the same dream you do. Yes. And they're gonna hold, they're gonna hold you back. Yes. Yeah. So James, do you believe that we are manifesting all the time? All the time. It starts the moment your eyes wake up. And and I don't use the word manifestation, but you understand the word I use is programming. A manifestation is simply running a program. What operating system are you running right now? It's either a winning. Now, you're, some people are not going to like to hear this. You're running a you're running a winning program or a losing program. And, and I'm not I'm not going to be derogatory about any groups of people who have um, you know difficult circumstances uh, that they were either born into or they find themselves into because they're in war torn territory or they're in impoverished uh, conditions. That, that exists. But for most of us listening to this, if you're in America, you're in the land of opportunity. So if you don't have a winning strategy, whoa, wake up. 
And it starts with the moment your eyes open in the morning, because that's when your programming starts. So what you do in your head first matters. So if you open your eyes and the first thought you have is, you just programmed, manifested an outcome. And so the outcome of that day will be tied to your first thought. And that's why, that's why you hear so much in our industry about morning routines, daily routines, evening routines. You hear a lot about mindfulness and meditation and the power of prayer, sitting in silence, journaling, and all these things that you and I have talked about at length. There, there is power in all of that, but everybody has to figure it out for you. Not, Don't follow Cynthia. Don't follow me and do what we do. Figure out what it is for you. But definitely, because we are manifesting in the moment, programming ourselves for a result, a win, a win or a loss, it works both ways. If you, if you, um, if you're thinking you're going to lose, you're going to lose. If you're thinking you're just getting by, you're just going to get by. If you're thinking you're stuck in your job, you're staying in your job. But if you're focused on things in a way that can only mean a positive outcome for you, then your manifestation is. And, and it, you know, we listen to the, the the gurus of our industry tell us all the time. This all happens in a heartbeat. One single heartbeat is as fast as you can change it. And, and that's why I, I started at the beginning talking about decision. It starts with a decision. Decision is, do you want to manifest something really? Because it's going to require change. Encourage. Courage, yeah. Well, oh. I, courage, courage is a result of the decision. Oh yeah. Because if you don't believe you can do it, mm-hmm. you've not made your mind up yet. Yeah. Yes. And that's a decision. So decision first. Get your belief right that your aspiration is achievable, and then you will be confident enough to step forward with exactly what you said: the lion heart, with the courage to be brave, to be bold, to be extravagant, to be ambitious. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's all in the mind. Whatever, whatever, what, what is in your thoughts becomes a reality. So where your attention goes, energy flows. So, but then it's not really waiting for, for things to happen and give it to you on a silver platter. That's what you've said. You have to take uncomfortable action. Make yes. The, and then... Uh, you will see that change and that's how manifestation could come about when you think about yes 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 I can do it I have that power within me that I can do it and I believe in myself then that uh, manifestation would just come in so where are you focusing nowadays in your life James in terms of manifestation without without doubt two big areas for me Uh, one is to continue the level of freedom I experience so, and, and I post about this in my content and write about this, and I don't know whether I'm the best communicator of it, but only to say, if, if you want to be financially independent, that requires a decision. If you want to be free, not financially free, just free, you need independence financially so that you can spend more time doing the things you love with who you want, when you want. That, that's that's the, game, the name of the game. But I don't want people to think that money is the reason the freedom comes. It isn't. The freedom comes when you design the incredible life. And when you design an incredible life, it's it's very easy to go straight to money and start talking about how much money you want, how much money you want to earn and why you don't have enough money. But if you do that, you're going into a trap because your relationship with money is defined by the level of money in your bank accounts. So if you look at your bank accounts and you're not happy, you have a really bad relationship with your money. That's why freedom doesn't come from that. So you can't say, I'll be free when I've got more money. No, 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 no. Learn the skills, reskill, upskill, learn the skills so that you can become free. And the money money will just find its way to you anyway once you allow that in. But most of us, I, I used this quote in our coaching call yesterday, and uh, I love it. I don't know who said this, but I love this. Some people are so poor, all they've got is money. 
And that's the issue most people have. They're so poor that all they've got is money. So they do tell you, I've only got my last $100. I don't get paid till Friday. I don't earn enough money. The bills are racking up. The dishwasher broke. They'll tell you all those things. But free people don't talk about any of those things because funnily enough, their dishwasher and their washing machine and their oven and none of those things ever break. The plants in the house don't die. The plants are flourishing. Um, you know, the, the house is the house they want to be in, not the one they're struggling to pay for. And so a lot of it has got to do with the design in the incredible life through decision, with your drive, your perseverance, your, persis your persistence, and having somebody, being close to people who've already achieved all those things. But it requires a decision. So the first one is to maintain my freedom. And so for that means remain financially independent. What does that mean? To not work. To be able to go to the to, to my day today. This is my day today. I took my son to summer camp. I dropped him off. I spent 20 minutes on uh, Messenger messaging people from yesterday. That was my first 20 minutes of work for the day. I then drove home and via via a shop to buy him his birthday presents. So I go and buy him some birthday presents. I'm not working at this point. I'm working on my family, the, the thing that fuels me. So I, I buy uh, some gifts for him, clothing, and, and then I come home and I have a cup of coffee and I sit down and have some breakfast. I, I had my hunger response in the shop, which was the worst place for it to happen. You don't want to be in a near food when you've got a hunger response. So I got home. And I, I made boiled eggs for myself today. I had some boiled eggs and it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Most people think I'm nuts. They're like, how do you make money if you've only worked 20 minutes before 10 a.m.? And I'm like, because I've already created the environment. So at 10 a.m., I came into this office I'm sitting in now and I spent 55 minutes, just one 55 minute session focused on outreach and building relationships and network because I see that as freedom. The more people I talk to, the more opportunities I create, the more freedom that exists. So that's that's my my big advice to people is, if you're not, if you're living, yeah, um, one of my mentors is a chap called Brendan Bouchard, and I, I talk about Brendan a lot because there's one thing he says eloquently better than I can. He says, most people are flying solo, and that's the problem. And you're, if you're listening to this and, and you're wondering how somebody can work three or four hours a day and not sweat about finances or not sweat about their business or the direction of their freedom and their family and their fun, it's because I don't fly solo. I network like this. I have sessions like Cynthia. In fact, I have another one tomorrow. I'm on another podcast tomorrow. I just spend time talking to people and not flying solo. And, and we help each other out. We pat each other on the back. And not all of it is commercial arrangement. It's free. If you've got the heart in the right place, a lot of those conversations are free. So anyway, that would be my first thing to focus on, is to, to I focus on my freedom. So I manifest my freedom by implementing strategies and skills that I know brought me the freedom. Uh, so, that, so that I could have a level of income that doesn't mean I'm dependent on anybody else. So I can go then, at, by the way, at 11 a.m., I didn't tell you what I did. I went to the cinema today to watch Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> That's what I did today. And most people are at work and I'm at the cinema at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. So, uh, yes, I should lovely. watch Top Gun and see Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, you should watch Top Gun to see Tom Cruise. Yes, we, we know about uh, your, your, your eye for Tom Cruise. I, now, I'm not saying he's an ugly man. I'm just saying I don't have a man crush on him. <laughs> so uh, the second thing uh, that I, I want to manifest is a much more, uh, a much higher level or a much better connection with my higher self. So my emotional... Uh, level of control or my emotional fluidity just to let my emotions happen and not listen to every thought I have so the manifestation there is inner peace I want to manifest inner peace and, and I think this is the reason why everything I talked about in terms of freedom people don't achieve because inside is turmoil the internal dialogue the conversation and I know it because it was the turmoil I lived in trying to get out of my extremely well-paid job, not feeling like I was letting people down or, you know, being judged by other people or caring what other people thought. And, you know, my life at that time was run by my ego. And my ego said, James, you need to be on the stage. 2,000 people in conference rooms, 100 people in another business meeting where you are the star of the show. That was my ego. 
So when that went away, you know, most, most people in the sports arena turn to alcohol and drugs and we hear their stories of addiction. Uh, but it wasn't like that for me. I, I just set the environment up that I, I need to take much better care of my emotions and, and seek inner peace. And so that, that's my true intention. And the way do I do that? I avoid all toxicity. I eliminate all of that. And then I, I just create environments where there's no traps. I can't fall into a trap. I won't have a conversation with somebody, for instance, who, who's resonating at a different level, oscillating and vibrating. I'll give you examples of things that I won't engage in. I won't engage in far left and far right. I want people to be centered and I want people to move to the center to have sensible conversations. So when I see people spreading rhetoric and vitriol all over the internet, I, dis I distance myself purposefully. Uh, that's one example. Another one is um, I, don't I don't engage in the gossip or the celebrity culture and comment on that and post on those things. And anybody who, who um, posted up about Will Smith and um, Chris Rock, I, just, I, I was running the other way as fast as possible because those people are not freedom and they're not emotional control. They're the opposite of freedom and emotional control. The reason why they have so much to say is because they're not free and they're not in control of their emotions. And so these things are what I want to manifest for myself. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to be engaged in any of that. Um, and I, I, and I think the work my wife's doing right now has really got me focused on how do I do more for neurodivergent populations and disabled communities. And it's certainly changed my relationship with, um, people who are reflected with much more severe disabilities than Rory is. You know, his disability is a lifelong, it is never gonna be resolved. We have to live with that. But there are so many other families that have this issue of having disability. And, and so I've leaned lean in on those things as well. And I think if you're out of control emotionally or you're not free, how can you give time and make an impact in those places? And uh, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. But you know what, focusing on this movement and supporting this organization, it will help no? it, when you volunteer. And you know what, I have a nephew who has the same thing, the same as Rory. Now he's very talented. He cooks, he plays the piano, he, he now took masters. Yeah. And uh, he, he, well, when he was still young, that was a problem with the, the parents, but then he's very talented. And yeah. now he's being successful. I, I think it's the same. You've got people here listening who are neurotypical and neurodivergent who will have attention deficit disorder. You know, something that I think is clearly now something that was in my past. I don't know how much I suffer with it now. I've still got these traits. I still have new neurodivergent traits, but I don't think, I, I, I think my message is about you are so special as an individual. It doesn't matter whether you're neurodivergent or neurotypical. What it, what it matters is if we, we are acknowledging you and appreciating you and recognizing you for being a human and the special person you are. So I, I don't like phrases like like-mind or um, you know people are the same. People are not the same, they're not. If we were all the same, it would be really, really boring. <laughs> and so that, that's not true. We, we have to acknowledge that everybody is so unique and so special and they've all got a heart beating inside of them. They were born into this world beautiful and we should allow them to live it beautifully. Yeah, I, I just want people to focus on being nice to each other and where you can, where you can help people out, help them out. Exactly. Step in, help them out. And if they don't want to be helped, that's not your problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not your problem. And yeah, we, you, you and I have spoken about that. We can't fix everyone until it's like uh, there's another phrase don't know who said this when the student is ready the teacher will appear and and i don't know that everybody's always ready and, and but we have to appreciate that heart that's beating inside of them and know that i think you know people are doing the best with what they've got yes and, and that yeah. and each one is as what you've mentioned each one is unique each one has a gift has a talent Yes, and has a purpose in this in this earth. Yeah, this and Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the your journey is different from my journey, but what we're sharing, our story, that 
they they're not forced to follow the path with the uh, with uh, with uh, taken into account, but telling them that hey, there's something brighter in, on, on on top. Uh, I mean, um, despite of all the problems, the challenges we've had, so there's always light at the end. Of yes. The yeah and, and this, this yeah the sooner you can detach from the things that hold you back the better That's, exactly and i and i think i was guilty of that for decades too you know i think why didn't i grow up till 28 well i didn't have a father figure to teach me the things i needed to grow up around he was absent and and then i think you know once i got to that point i was still attached to all the pain and suffering and i hadn't do any of that emotional healing so yes, I now acknowledge why am I like this at age 28, but it took me to well into my 40s before I let go of some other things. Um, and, and it takes time. Yeah, it yeah. takes it takes time. But but once once you are looking forward and then you're living with more presence, and that's that's the big thing about Rory and about Julie is that I'm present for them. That I am here six hours a day for them, and I'll work and sleep around them. I won't have it the other way. It used to be you lot, you guys. They're going to hang around my work and that's what's going to happen but the problem with that was it was 15 16 hour days and sometimes i wouldn't be here for long periods of time and so they would be living their life without me that that's when i realized this is over there's no way to go so now it's a third of my life is you know as much as a third of my life if not a little bit more is with them yes. uh, and that's the life i want i don't i don't want the alternative um, and I'm sure Rory will greatly appreciate you when he when he grows old. Thank you, Daddy, for being. Yeah. Here. <laughs> you like know, um, I, I think like any, I think most parents feel the same. We would do it no matter the cost. Yes. So we would we would do what we need to do no matter the cost, exactly. as long as as long as we've uh, we've given our best and you know. I'd, there's a thing about parenting. One of the hardiest things is is that we actually don't know the best way, and we shouldn't think that there's an ideal, or we shouldn't think that any other family is doing it better than we are. You're doing the best with what you've got, and if you want to do more, then go and learn from people who've done other things in their parenting, and that that will be the best you can do. Because, yes. yeah, yes. sure as eggs are eggs, uh, there's there's something that that <laughs> the child will remind you of later. You didn't do a very good job on. Oh. oh, by the way, since you have achieved now this Impact Mastery Blueprint, and then you have now a lot of clients impacting them, what is your next goal for the for the next twelve months? What is your goal for the next twelve? Ooh, months? that's good. I, I think the immediate goal is to get my version two public. So, version two of the Impact Mastery Blueprint is going to be a little bit more all encompassing. Uh, really, I've operated on a one-to-one -one and group coaching basis for most of what I've been doing. So people work with me privately uh, outside of a group environment. And then we have a group environment where people can come and coach uh, for periods of time. And, you know, we, we give, we're going to be flexible enough now to let people decide how long do you want to work with us for, you know, and a more of a pay-as-you-go model. Uh, but what we want to create, too, is, is evergreen training that is effective and, and low-cost an easy barrier to entry so people can actually get access to that information uh, but what i really like to do and I, I think you're already ahead of me in this is to create a membership a circle of people who actually want to stay around for the duration that they they welcome the opportunity to be close to a movement which is about freedom and emotional control and exiting the environments they don't want to be in and moving them closer to the ones they do want to be in. And, and we will use the vehicles of building businesses and allowing people to, you know, maybe relocate, relocate countries or get out of difficult relationships or um, find a new job or start their own business or five times their income or make 100% more money next year, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm armed. I'm luckily I've got a unique set of skills. I'm armed with the skills to help people get clarity on those things and then help them execute. You know, I, I think I'm known for being a master of execution. You know, how do you go from no business to several hundred thousand dollars? That's execution. It's got nothing to do with how visionary you are. It's got much more to do with can you actually build the thing that you said you were going to build? Um, and so that for this year, it's about building more things that are of more value to people. 
And so they have an opportunity to get moving close, lean in and have conversations and then join a community which is, you know, supportive beyond just me. So this is really important. If you come into my environment, I promise you, you're going to meet somebody who's going to change your life and you'll be with them the rest of your life. I'm not saying it'll be intimate. That might happen too. In fact, we've, we've had relationships inside the community. But we, what, what, you, what you need to know is that, as I did with the first coaching groups I went to, you're going to meet people who will become friends for life and they will change your life. And, and most recently, I interviewed two of the people who I worked with uh, two years ago. Uh, we, we don't have any commercial relationship. We're just friends, helping each other out with our businesses, giving each other guidance, free trainings, free materials, free content, things that are just going to help you leverage. And so, so that's what I love about uh, what you're doing, Cynthia, is you're allowing people to come together. And in that community, you may meet somebody. Uh, in fact, I, I guarantee it, you will meet at least one person who will change your life forever for something they said or the way they are or who they are as a person. And you'll build a relationship with them and a friendship that just will persist. And, and it's that persistence of having somebody who's got your back that matters because you probably don't have that person right now. So you might as well invest in a, an environment. Now, you, you may have, some of people may have, but again, I, I see so many people make the mistake of their communities are so small, their networks are so small. They, don't, they can count their friends on one hand. Uh, you know, uh, there's a famous, there's a song by a, a band called Pearl Jam. And in that song, there's a phrase that goes along the lines of, um, I'm a lucky man to count upon one hand the friends I have. But some folks just have one and others still have none. So don't be in the one and the none. Start to build relationships with, you know, listen, if you're listening to this and you're not friends with Cynthia yet and you're not friends with me yet, you need to connect with us and you need to have a call with us. And that's all free and informational and sharing, giving, giving, giving. And if you want to do something deeper with either of us, especially, you know, this is Cynthia's platform. I, I recommend you do join her inner circle. That's, that's, if you're listening to this and you're not in the inner circle, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You're wasting time. Why did you listen to this, but not join the inner circle? Join the inner circle. That's the next step. And it's not, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to empty your bank account being part of something that's going to be giving you more into your bank account. You're going to get more emotional, more spiritual, more uh, philosophical information, more educational uh, input into your bank account. And that's worth far more than any dollar will ever be, you know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so happy with, in terms of my uh, the inner circle. I even had a priest last night and he gave so much uh, really um, inspiring messages in terms of how to, how will you know that the, um, how to discover and find your purpose. And the main thing that he mentioned is actually he had three questions. What would you love? What would you like to have? And then the next one is why? Why would you like to have that? And what will this do to be tough? Uh, I mean, will, what will this do to, to you as an individual? What will you become? Yeah. How, how does it create an incredible life? Yeah. Uh, yes. And, uh, and getting, uh, having this um, community, it is, it's really great. And that's what, that's the reason why I extended my stay with you because of the community <laughs> and I and it was James excuse me my listeners it was James who really pushed me and I saw my potential that I'm really capable of doing things that I thought I could I won't be able to do yeah and you know hey sister you are only just beginning we talked about this recently in the last two years, you've built a podcast with several episodes. You've written a book and published that, distributed it across. You've built an inner circle where you have people on live four times a month. You have coaching uh, to uh, you know individuals where you can change them at a very intimate level. And it's just the beginning. And, and you've, you've done all these things not knowing what the outcome would ever be. And, and you know the best advice we can have for anyone is that they just replicate what you did. But do it their way you know write a book and become the, the author of a story create a membership product where people can be members of a community where you can talk about things collectively 
And people will be willing to pay for that, by the way. So if you're thinking no one's going to pay you, they are. Because you just charge them, you know, double digit dollars, not triple digits, not thousands of dollars. You just charge them low amounts of money, but deliver, deliver, deliver more value than they get anywhere else. So if you're somebody, you know, you might be a divorce coach or you might be a baker or a photographer, just get those photographers and bakers and divorcees together. Because they don't have anyone. They need you. They need you to pull it together. And I, and I think that's what's most you know, beautiful watching what you've done is be able to pull that together. And yes, I push because the coach is pushing, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Uh, and, but, I'm, but I'm not telling you to do it. You decide. Yes. I'm, I'm an influence, but I'm not the decision maker. And you decide what it is you want to do. Um, and, and that comes from your intrinsic motivation. You're inspiring other people. You're, you aspire to live a, a great life for the 40 or 50 more years you've got with us. You know, we don't know how long we're here. It's all temporary. So why wouldn't we give it our best shot anyway? Why wouldn't we share our message as wide, you know, like you're doing in this podcast? Why would you not do that? I think that's vital. And time is the only thing we have here and make use of that time. Yeah, and, make use of the time. Yeah, And live, live life to the fullest. That's it. So that's your goal to make the IMB version to public. I am excited with this <laughs> version too. Yeah. So what do you think is the roadblock in achieving this goal? Oh, yeah. So, so roadblock for me, and I'm going to keep it simple, but it, I, I, we, we talked before. Um, I'm still not 100% comfortable with being sold to. Why? So because because I, I feel I don't want people to be pushy or slimy or, you know, that we always hear about car salesmen, they get a really bad rap, don't they? I don't want pushy, I don't want slimy, but it creates an, an issue for me, which is because I don't like being sold to, my brain doesn't know the difference that I actually don't like selling. So when you're building a business and you're trying to create a multiple streams of income for yourself that are active, where you're actively engaged in selling something, uh, that can be difficult. So the roadblock for my, you know, whether you call that growth or scale, whatever the word is, I actually advise people to avoid trying to scale businesses like they're Elon Musk. It's not necessarily your job to scale a business. It's your job to make an impact. Yes. And, and if you happen to scale it, then you did it, you're making a lot of impact. But why don't you worry about the first 100 customers or the first 50 customers or the first 20 customers? They're the ones who matter. Uh, and, and that's, I think, for me is I set myself up to fail in the beginning because I thought I could scale and sell fast to 1,000 or 2,000 people. And the opposite was true. And so I was able to create the first kind of 75 customers, create this several hundred thousand dollars of income. But the, the difficulty of, of that was I didn't make me any better at sales. And so sales is still my issue. So um, if there's any roadblock for, for me and for anybody else, it's skills. Getting better, just get better, learn the skills, know it's gonna take time. You're not gonna win overnight, certainly if it's something new that you've never done before. And, and for me, that's about marketing, that's about salesmanship, um, or salespersonship, and that, that's about learning. Just get learning, learning, learning. You know, um, Michelangelo said at age 83 or 85, you know, what most people underestimate about me, this was two years before he died. I think he died at 87. So he probably said this when he was 85. What people underestimate about me is the amount of time I dedicate to learning. You know, and I hear about Warren Buffett will spend five to eight hours reading every day, learning, learning, getting better, getting better, getting better. So if you're if you're wondering what my roadblock will be, it's likely that it will be the same for you. How much investment will you put into your own skill set and the acquisition of skills? And then, you know, where are you going to put that in your day? You know, it should really be um, a, a one, two or three hour exercise. And we don't always we don't all have three hours available. But if you've got 30 minutes to 60 minutes to watch TV or scroll, maybe that's a time to start shifting and changing, especially if you want to manifest something different. But yeah, for me, without doubt, if I neglect skill acquisition, particularly around sales and understanding my own mindset around that, it's going to hold me back. Yeah, that would be a big roadblock. That's always the block, the roadblock, <laughs> even for me. But with your passion, with your purpose, that will still drive you to move forward. 
Yeah, well, yeah, drive. We talked about those things, haven't we? Decide, are you going to sell? Yes. Be persistent at getting better. Yes. Persevere. Yes. It's not always going to be easy. And, you know, just be driven. Be, be driven. And, you know, it's, if you say the words out of your mouth, I'm just not a driven person. Well, well then you're, you're, you're actually dying when you say that. Because if you park a car and you never touch it, what happens to it? It just rusts. And then when it's rusting, it leaks. So the water gets in and it leaks and then it becomes unusable. That's what you're doing when you're saying, I'm just not a driven person. Be driven. One step in front of the other. I actually spoke to a mutual friend of ours today. She said a wonderful thing to me that she's just making progress. Great. Just make progress. Just keep moving forward and don't give up. Never give up. Even baby steps, it will lead to your... Yes, yes. Just, just yes. keep moving and, and be, be driven towards whatever it is that motivates you the most, you know, that you aspire to be. Yes. So how do you think that goal will change your life? Goal? Your goal of this uh, IMB version 2. Oh, how will it change my life? Yeah. Well, it, the, the big thing for me outside of family, fun, and, you know, ha having the freedom that I live, you know, that, that's my kind of personal mission. I want family, fun, and freedom. They're, they're the things. And I want to be present with those folks. Um, I do have a professional mission, and that is about feeding, you know, a million people, yeah. you know, building 100 homes, building 10 schools, providing 3,000 years of clean drinking water. No doubt, I think that will extend into disabilities and helping children with disabilities. And so how do I do that? Well, I help a hundred people become wildly successful in what it is they want to do. And notice I'm not saying a thousand or 10,000 or a million people. It's not how I think it's going to work. If I just find a hundred who stay the course and create six, seven, eight, nine figure businesses, then I know that I will be able to fund that feeding a million people and all of my other personal goals that you know, tied to my profession that really allows me to make a massive impact. And then, then I won't, you know, I, I don't want people to lie on their, I know we're running really long. I, I don't want to, people to lie on their, uh, to lie on their deathbeds and say, I wish I spent more time at work. I, I want them to say, I wish I spent more time with family and living free and only engaging in things that I cared about and not working for somebody else who I didn't care about on their mission, which I don't care about because somebody told me once that you've got to get a job and you've got to take a paycheck and that's not what I want for people. Yeah, so if you're if you're working something that you don't want to do right now, get out. Find make a plan, and within the next six to twelve months, get out. And, and that's easy to do. It's not difficult to do. Uh, I, I'm sorry, it's not easy and it's not difficult, but it is simple, and it's not impossible. So I, I think that's what needs to to be in the the shift of the mind is to to know that yeah, you don't want to be on your your deathbed um, saying those things. Yeah, that that I didn't spend enough time being with my family and having fun, laughing and being free, you know. Yes. And uh, sadly, that's what most people do talk about. Yes. They run out of time. So, and don't forget your age doesn't matter. It really doesn't. You know, there's way too many stories of people in their 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond mm -hmm. who are making, you know, very good livings and enjoying themselves where maybe they tell you the first 50 years of their life, they did something they really, they can't even think, why were they doing it? Because I have relationships, you know, I think I think about my mom and dad and think, how the heck did they ever stay together as long as they did? They're just two extremely different people. So what, why were they not, why did they stay together? You know, there's obviously a, a timing thing at the time, uh, but it doesn't make sense to not be happy, to, to have fulfillment and meaning and, you know, know that your life and your day is, you've chosen to fill it with things you enjoy. That's important. Live life. Yes. Live life, yeah. Remember, this life is to be lived, yeah. Yes. So what is your, I know you have shared with us some uh, takeaway, no, I mean, those food for thoughts. So what is your last advice for our listeners before we end this interview? Get, get good at measuring yourself. Get really good. I, I think the next decade, and most people are going to lose their jobs. And, and this is going to be as high as 30 to 50% of the workforce due to artificial intelligence, blockchain technology, machine learning, robotics. There's so many things coming in all types of industries where if you do not find new skills, 
uh, you, you will find yourself out of work. So the, the job for you to do is to start measuring uh, what, what are the data points that are going to mean the most to you. And so that can be all kinds of things, but but if you're not measuring yourself today, meaning at the end of every day, looking at your successes, or you're not journaling about your successes, or you're not taking some time on a Sunday, or even a Saturday, depends how you structure your week, to think about what went really well last week, and what didn't, what didn't go well. And then for the things that didn't go well, why did I do that? And I said, I'm, I'm off to a belter of a week. You know, a first couple of, days of my week and I hit all my targets yesterday because I have them written on the wall in front of me. I went to the cinema today and had a date with my wife. I went to buy some birthday presents. I'm having this wonderful podcast conversation. After this, I'm going to go to the gym, go work out and look after my body. These are all the things that we have to measure. So I, when I get to the end of the week and go, right, how many workouts? So I hope there's seven workouts. Um, how many hours of sleep am I getting? I hope it's seven hours, 45 average. That's my average sleep target because it works well for me. Um, how many hours did I spend with my son? How many times did I reach out to people to create new relationships? How many podcasts did I do? How many workshops did I attend? I'm going to a workshop Thursday night, two hours free. Guess what? My goal is to meet one person. <laughs> I don't care about the training. The training is going to be something I may have heard before, but it's going to give me one new learning. But I, my goal is to find the one person that's going to change my life. When I go to any live event, I recommend that for people to start measuring your life, really measure your, your data and what matters to you. And so I hope I gave you some good ideas with how I measure mine. Uh, and it's, you know, yes, there are financial metrics. Yeah, you should be looking at what's in your bank account and measuring financial as well. But I don't want it to be about that. I think I think um, your success will be driven by how do you measure your other things? Yes. Are you, he are you healthy? Are you with your family? Are you uh, doing the right things in terms of going to the gym? You know, did you clean your teeth twice a day, every day this week? That's a really good measurement to have because it's a really good indicator of whether you're going to get sick. Because there's so much bacteria going through your mouth and you're swallowing that stuff and it's your, it's your you know, you, you everybody knows somebody who's had a colon issue and that's where disease begins, in the gut. So you got to make sure that the bacteria doesn't get down there, which means clean your teeth twice a day to at least to begin. Watch your diet. And, and when I talk about diet, that's mental and physical. What, what you eat and consume, but also what you're reading. And if you're involved in watching news, you know, if, if ABC News or CBS or Fox News fills your boat, go, oh, no, you're, you're going to get sick. You know, these, these things are now, you know, without question, changing uh, how you're programmed. And we talked about operating system earlier and your operating system does not need news at all. I agree with you. If you focus on those, your physical, your health and well-being, your relationship and your time, uh, time with the family, money will just come in always always because your heart's open yes i don't know whether that's god or connection to a higher self or the universal spirit whatever that is but the more you are giving exactly. uh, the more the more god will give you I, I i i just everything that happened over the last 10 years you know a massive shift in just helping more people get what they wanted and I was richly rewarded for that. And I, and I think that has to be the, the secret for everybody. And, and you can't say that you love helping people and that you do help people because the chances are you don't. If the bank account's empty, I don't know whether you're helping people really. Yeah, and, and, my, and, it's, and that's a longer conversation. I, I know we're gonna wrap up, I think. But, uh, yeah, we could, talk about, we could talk about the power of the mind. You know, I think you do this in your inner circle anyway. Another reason for you guys to join the inner circle is that you, you can hear, you know, education and training on these topics about what you're thinking about matters so much. Yes. Yeah. So James, I, uh, it's so hard to cut this conversation. Yeah, we, we went long. <laughs> so engaged and <laughs> a lot of things that we've learned. So how can the uh, the listeners get in touch with you? Would you like to share your information, website, and how to yeah, connect? I, um, I, I think the simplest way is to, is to connect, uh, go to my website and then register. You know, there's, a, there's an email drop there. You can register for a newsletter. Each week I do a CEO email. 
So that goes out on Friday. And then Sunday, I send out tip, tips and tricks, you know, things that I think are going to make the difference for you to improve your business, your life, whatever, I, whatever I'm going through in the theme of that week. It could be about beliefs and some of the things we talked about today. Uh, but those, those useful uh, notes, I, 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 some of the people I've followed, I've, I've learned the most from their weekly email. So yeah, the website is impactmasteryblueprint.com. And you can register down at the bottom of that page just to get yourself onto our email list. And then at least twice a week, we can give you some free information. So you'll learn more about me on a Friday and then more about building businesses and exiting something you may not want to be involved with, you know, whether that be a job or not. And then you can find out about that on a, a Sunday on a weekly basis. Yeah. And they can also see you at LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. Of course. Yeah. I, I'm up. Op- I operate on those three. Yeah. I, I don't do YouTube and TikTok. Um, at the moment with kind of live, live, large scale video. But yeah, you can see me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn too. James Hilliard. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much again, James, for giving me this uh, opportunity to have a chat with you. It's and been fun. Yeah. We could have talked for hours. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do it again. We could have talked for hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. And thank you for the uh, listeners and watch out for our next episode. For, uh, in a in my dreams rise podcast thank you and have a blessed day thank you james bye okay bye bye